This team still sucks. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have lost to the Montreal Canadiens at home. Probably. Oh, these. Yeah. And it was a Colin White game-winning goal, too. After the <laughs> day after they put him on waivers, Colin White scores the game-winning goal for the Canadians with under 45 seconds to go. Wow. This. Who's getting fired? Fire somebody. It needs to happen at this point. I mean. Just kidding. We actually don't know the result of this game still. It is Thursday, February 22nd. We got a guest again. It's been a minute in studio. We have the county tax assessor lead guru (laughs) and former UPG sports announcer Camden Porterfield. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing, man? Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I mean, it's been a while. Cody and I have been talking about it for a couple of months. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. He told it's me a be... couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I saw your Facebook post uh, remembering when you oh, were yeah. what you were doing at UPG. So explain to the folks and to us uh, what exactly you were doing for uh, the University of Pittsburgh at Greensburg. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, UPG was not... Uh, my first choice whatsoever. Um, it, really, this story, I'll try to keep it brief, but it kind of goes back to uh, the Hemfield days, really. Uh, I was, at the time, on the newspaper staff uh, for four years at Hemfield, uh, did yearbook, that sort of stuff. Uh, wound up becoming the copy editor, eventually the editor-in-chief, chairman of the board, the whole nine. Uh, and we, as you probably remember from the Hemfield days, we had a pretty legitimate newspaper operation going. Uh, Scholastic or, uh, Columbia Scholastic Press Association award-winning newspaper. I mean, it was it was, it was pretty good. Um, but uh, we had a uh, advisor. Uh, they they're not really called teachers up there for for those special electives. They're called advisors. But uh, Denise Valerio, uh, wonderful wonderful woman, uh, she pulled me aside. She was kind of like a second mom at the time, and and she said, you know, Cam. I know that you really want to go into journalism. I know you really want to do this newspaper thing. It's a passion of yours. Uh, But media is moving into the digital age. Uh, You know, the the newspaper, the carbon copy newspaper is dying out uh, at an alarming rate. And I'm just afraid that your talents aren't going to be on display. So, you know, you should really look into the digital media side of things. And, you know, at the time, I, I said... I, I don't really know about that, you know, because newspapers are always around, right? Uh, you know, and uh, I was 18, you know, pretty naive and, and not really thinking about, you know, I thought about my future, but I just always thought that that's what it was going to be. Um, get a, uh, a scholarship to Robert Morris University uh, to do newspaper uh, journalism things. And uh, I, I was just kind of going through everything and realized that, the scholarship wasn't going to cover everything. Uh, it wasn't going to do, uh, you know, the room and board and all that fun stuff. So I just kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to stay close to home. I'm going to do, uh, you know, whatever I can, core classes, uh, you know, at, at Pitt Greensburg or wherever. Uh, wound up getting a, a grant to go to Pitt Greensburg, so that's the route that I took. Uh, originally, they put me under English writing because they didn't even have a journalism program or anything like that. So uh, started out my career at, at Pitt Greensburg as, uh, as an English major, really. Um, and then it was, I, I want to say November, uh, October, November, sometime in that range of 2010, I got a email by accident from a Dr. John Prelwitz, uh, who was the head of communications uh, department at Pitt Greensburg. And uh, it, it was a total accident. It was only supposed to go to upperclassmen, but it went to an underclassman for, for whatever reason. And uh, it was for a sports broadcasting internship where you could actually get paid to go and, and commentate on UPG sports games. And I'm like, wow, uh, that's kind of different. And, you know, being a, a Mike Lying fan, for example, you know, I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to give this a shot. Uh, maybe D or well, at the, at the time we called her uh, D or V, uh, Mrs. Valerio. 
you know, maybe she's onto something. So that's when I, I really kind of decided that that's uh, the route that I wanted to go. Uh, really kind of got addicted to it um, right off the bat. Did a uh, it was actually women's volleyball of all things, but uh, it it just it hooked for me, and uh, from there uh, I think total we did uh, like 150 uh, games, uh, whether it was volleyball, basketball, baseball, softball. Um, it really kind of took off. Uh, it kind of had a life of its own. Out of that, it spawned uh, Pitt Greensburg Media uh, by uh, my junior year. Um, at that time, we we had like three or four people that were really a part of Pitt Greensburg Media, but we wound up turning it into a, a, a rather large conglomerate. We were doing documentary films, uh, filmed uh, uh, concert at Pitt Greensburg, uh, Chances Are High, opening for Mayday Parade. Wow. You know, like just uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Did the, the documentary in Honduras, uh, as I'm sure you guys have probably heard about, uh, through the UPMC shoulder-to-shoulder program uh and i mean it was just it was a really cool thing and it's what i wanted to to do with the rest of my life uh you know if if we get into uh you know some finer details you'll find out why i'm no longer in that life but uh you know i was doing documentary filmmaking and uh and and broadcasting pretty much up until uh about 2017 so yeah i mean that's uh that's really in a nutshell what got me into that and, and got the the program started at pick greensburg Nice. That's a lot That's of passion, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Way to grow that and uh, to turn uh, nothing into something. Something, you know, that's a g- continue to build and gives these students an opportunity to actually learn about a field that's going to kind of be around with this, di- like you said, with this digital media. Right. Paper's still around, though. and uh, Surprisingly, yeah. Well, one's still around. Uh, some And the second one's still struggling to... Uh, stay above water there and, and even pay its people and you know try to get the people to even come back it's a shame though is right. the paper doesn't have like really very many good stories or like I, there's no one that f- makes me flock to the paper anymore right um, i mean there's a couple of guys that like do a good job and i think they report on the game well but there's there's no investigative journalism really going on in your local paper anymore no. It's all on on television, really. You speaking know. of speaking of uh, the investigative journalism, or it's you know you find it digitally now. The yeah. Athletic posted uh, an article about the Pirates and Bob Nutting's ownership, and well, pretty much doing exactly everything we thought that he was doing. Nev, did you get a chance yeah. to check that out at all? Uh, no, but I I saw a couple of screenshots, and it's as bad as we thought. Uh, back when Neil Huntington was the president gm whatever he was uh they were asking for a a new um practice facility down in bradenton because it's the same one that's been there since 1923 and bob nutting said that it was going to have to come out of baseball operations money Hmm. which was like you know payroll for the players um uh like all that like staffing all that fun stuff so if that's just the bare if that's from one little snippet i'm sure it's as bad as we thought well and, and that doesn't really shock me uh a little foray into that uh from personal experience uh, we had an assessors association conference up at seven springs and this is back when nutting owned it uh he actually uh, from what we can tell anyway uh in talking with the management up there he had actually pulled uh, $20 million of salary, $25 million of salary out of the, the player's budget and spent it on a new air conditioning system for Seven Springs. <laughs> and, and the reason that I, I know that it came directly from that budget, because that wasn't verbatim out of the, the mouths of the people there, but the way that I knew that is uh, we had traded away, I can't even remember who it was, but it was like two or three players, and their their total salaries matched up pretty nicely uh, with the HVAC system that was going in up at Seven Springs. So that doesn't surprise me at all. And enough to probably line his pocket a little bit further, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you gotta definitely have. a little bit of laundry, money <laughs> so laundering. So, of course, you know? <laughs> in response to this today, the Pittsburgh Pirates signed Mitch Keller to an extension. Uh, five, years, him. five years, $77.5 million. How long before they do trade him? I'd give it two years. It's probably a very that backloaded long? deal. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess it really depends on how everything else pans out for the team. But, you know, I, I just I'm not honestly on the Mitch Keller bandwagon. It, it's been uh, what I mean, he had one decent year. I mean, the wheels kind of fell off at the end of last year. Uh, his uh, ERA was still up over four. Uh, I mean, I know that the, the market in MLB is insane. So you're going to see these larger deals come out and you're like, oh, is that person really worth it? But, you know, I, I don't know. I just haven't seen enough from Mitch. He, he's always had the stuff, but, you know, can the Pirates actually keep a hold of that, you know, get him honed in? Uh, you know, you, you see uh, these other pitchers go away. Garrett Cole, uh, you know, had some control issues and he always had the stuff, but yep. he couldn't rein it in. And then he goes to Houston and he's in the Cy Young conversation and he winning had, world series and, and winning world series you know uh, charlie morden is another one um to the astros to I mean, the astros so many great tyler players. glass now yep yep they, it, it's all the same deal it's a very consistent theme with that team for absolute certain but uh definitely felt like a very pr yeah, public so. relations move there and uh yeah I'm, I'm looking at the the article now it wouldn't load for me yesterday for whatever reason but uh it says that the $8 million that uh, Neil Huntington was asking for to upgrade the spring training facility <clears throat> was drawn out over time from the major league payroll. <laughs> like, are, are we really shocked, though? I mean... No. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Not even a little bit. Have either of you met Bob Nutting? Nope. No. No. I've, I've I'm heard okay of, with not meeting I've him. I've heard of people that have <laughs> met Bob Nutting, and he's introduced himself to a room full of people by going, Hi, I'm Bob Nutting. Hi, I'm Bob Nutting. The, the Hi, Pirates, I'm Bob Nutting. Pirates had 76 wins this past season, 2023. That is the uh, 14, better, 14 wins better than last season, mm -hmm. but still their fifth consecutive losing season. We're used to losing seasons. Right. It was my entire childhood was losing seasons. Right. Yeah. I was exactly. born in 1992, and I couldn't process anything. And when I, when I could, everything was bad. So <laughs> yeah. I remember being stoked to see the likes of Rob Makowiak and, and uh, <laughs> Greg Wilson. And, and Rob Makowiak. And Rob Makowiak. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Giles was pretty good there for a while. Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> yeah. He went on to play in like a World Series 2 or something. Yeah. Another one of my think, right? Yeah. 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 And that's the Pirates talk. <laughs> well, I didn't get to finish reading this whole article. There's, there's a lot. So you can find it from the Mr. Author of the athletic yes. article that blashes the Pirates. So let's let's go on into the into the Penguins here because we are primarily a Penguins based podcast. Cam, would you like to announce a call of Colin, Colin White, White scoring the game winning goal for I Montreal like against <laughs> the Penguins? You can you can kind of visualize it however mm. you want. I'd pull up Colin White's career highlights, but I don't think that video exists on YouTube. Nah, you know, I I think it would probably be something along the lines of it's a tie game, right? And the Penguins have it in their end, or uh, in the in the offensive zone. And Gino gives up a turnover, and and you know here comes Colin White streaming down by himself. So, uh, they you know I I guess I can I can kind of make something up here on the fly. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> here we go. All right, pretend that these teams are. The Penguins and Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> and okay. you can have at it from there. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll say the Canadians are Slavkovsky and Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I don't even... I, don't, I, I didn't even see what happened there. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I, I got to go back on this one. Uh, okay. Uh, da, 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 Slavkowski shoots it into the zone and a wraparound from Colin White with five seconds left in the game. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh. Off the turnover from Evgeny Malkin, and it's three to two Montreal. All right, I don't know. I that works. <laughs> I, I threw you on the spot there. I kind of made that up. 
Yeah. Might do that. Uh, might do that as a segment, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a segment idea. <laughs> it could be. So the Penguins are playing Montreal. We don't clearly already don't like the chances. Yeah. Because uh, to recap the past week, it was uh, a lot of losses. They did look vigilant against the Islanders Tuesday night. Well, in uh, coming back, but yeah, that was that, that was, was about it. That was well after I turned it off. Yarmir Yager <laughs> was was a great comeback story too. Having him in the city, Love that was that. that was a great time. Having his number retired, but the uh, the game was shit. Two yeah. one loss to Los Angeles. Yeah, just watching him skate around uh, in person. I mean, he just still floats on his skates. There's just this aura about him being out there. Uh, and honestly, the shot looked pretty good, too. Uh, I would have probably rather seen him slot in the lineup again instead of, uh, you know, pretty much any of our other bottom six forwards outside of Lars Eller. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, uh, let's, yeah, let's sign him. I mean, he still technically can be signed. He's not retired yet. So, yeah, but it would sink the clad now nights, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't think that he'd I mean, go it, along with that. The, the sinks are or the the ship's already going down. So there's no need for him to revisit the X generation penguins. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> he's already he's already Bring seen on one crappy, here. crappy version of the penguins. He doesn't he's need playing a second. for Quadno in the Czech Republic. Why not play in the NHL? Why not? Why not try to close in on? Like, I don't know. What, what's the next record he can get? Because someone like Nick Cousins will intentionally hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they will I not suspend him. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, if he, if he wasn't so tied to that Cladnow team, man, I think he'd he'd probably yeah. consider it. Yeah. Because it was his dad's team in the exactly, whole nine. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't like a family thing, he'd probably just he'd say probably bug just off. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. So maybe we have some life with Noah Chari back in the lineup, you, it, you think? Let's, let's hope. I mean, that, that, I think that'll bring a little bit of energy back to the bottom of six because, I mean, we, we hope. What did, I mean, what did Colin White, right? Colin White, who is now yeah. a Montreal Canadian after yeah. being what placed on bring? waivers. What, is, what did Regime Zahorna bring when he was up? What did, I mean... Redeem Zahorna brought being big. Jeff's, Jeff Carter it. and Lars Eller have been our best bottom six guys, and... It's not I mean, even. That's good. I, I I like that from Lars Eller, but Jeff but, Carter. Yeah, but could you imagine where this team would be with a healthy Matt Nieto? The exact same spot that they're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That <laughs> is the correct answer. <laughs> they would be even better on the penalty kill. Uh, <laughs> Until they blow it somehow. Great. Yeah, yeah right. we'll still be 0 for 8 on the power play. I, yeah. So let's just get rid of the special teams coaches at this point. We got a we got a clean house in more ways than one. Yeah. There's there's no one move it's that is right. going to save this. It just needs to be burnt to the ground. So let's get fired up for it. Let's look forward to tonight. Ah, fuck tonight. We're gonna lose. <laughs> uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We are playing Philly Sunday. We are gonna get that win. Totally. Maybe. Because they're not 11 points ahead of us. <laughs> they are exactly 11 points ahead of us. Yeah, it's a fact. So they are going to probably... Now, I want to get fired up for it, even though everybody's... That'll be I the think, funniest I think that'll, we'll, we'll, we'll probably actually beat them. Because we're all counting them out. It always yeah. seems like whenever we start bashing this team very severely, that's when they start doing their best. So like maybe a second week in a row of bashing them might turn it around. Couturier, Didn't work last week. Couturier's back in the lineup, right? I do believe. Yeah, he's I feel been. like Ryan, this is going to be something Ryan Graves is just going to like. There's going to be some sort of hit that's borderline cheap, I feel like, now on Couturier, and then Couturier is going to go back out with an injury. I don't know. I just see I just see something coming. I can see something coming. I, I'm not. I don't like to do this, but as long as it doesn't go to overtime, because we suck at that too. Well, I they mean, really don't like three on three overtime. They why, just, why, too start, slow. why start Lars Eller and Riley Smith in overtime though? Out of spite, I, I mean, change it up. I don't know. Out of spite. <laughs> Just to change it up. I mean, it's been so bad. Just, I mean, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and then you had Sid and Latang just kind of looking at each other last night while uh, they, who was it? Pellick walked right down, yeah, like yeah. Center Avenue and just like yeah, sniped. Just sniped, yeah. Like 
Be a little aggressive, guys. Yeah. I know you're old and your fucking legs hurt, but Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of are <laughs> pro athletes. <laughs> and then it doesn't get any better after that because no. then they go to Vancouver to play one of the better teams somehow in the league in the Canucks. They're young and fast. Do, do we want GMJR back? No. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> what about <laughs> Phil? Bring it, back Craig Patrick. Just hey, this, let's do it. Ended already. We well, we technically I mean, did bring back Craig Patrick. Yeah, that's true. For, yeah. for he, he did day. come back for a day. Be a GM for a day. <laughs> Yvonne Halinka is coach. Actually, I, I think he's dead. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I think he's been dead for a little bit. Yeah, Kevin Constantine is still around. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, there we go. Now yeah. we're now, now we're, we're talking. talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Listen, Scotty Bowman's still living. Let's bring That's him back. <laughs> I think Michelle Terry can, do, can, he can still, do it all. No, bring Scotty still, back. Scotty can be GM, coach, owner. That would be the old. I think that would be the one hire that I could actually like get really stoked about for a head coach if we like somehow brought in Scotty Scott Bowman. Bowman out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we had old. him in '92? We won a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe the older players need an older voice to get motivated, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't know. Gotta get hard on them. Yeah. All right, so we expect maybe two though. points in this stretch because we're, we're going to totally beat the Flyers. It's We're super confident in it after everything we just said, obviously. Oh, it's happening. I, I think we're going to beat Philly. Yeah. Philly and we're going to get, get to next week or are we going to talk about that next week we'll talk about okay. that next week because there's going to be a lot of things to talk about because probably we might experience a trade at, at this point I, I would i would really hope to i really want to talk about a trade because yeah. i have to to talk about a trade i have to go back to my facebook memories where i was stoked and about the uh, matt niskanen and james neal trade for alex goligoski so yeah I, that was a good one that, that was a good trade. Yeah. Thanks, Ray Shiro. At least he would make a trade. It might not be the... That was that was a good trade. That one was, yes. Granted, you, I'm pretty sure I used I, to think all the trades that we made were going to win us cups. Except the ones that Hextall made. Yeah. Those were... Yeah, Mikhail Grandlin, that one was an instant bad trade. It's just, it's so funny. He goes to San Jose and he's actually doing like he's half decent. Good. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 and at some point you have to wonder, okay, you know, you look at Jared McCann too. He was on like, he was on the outs with us. He goes hey. to, you know, he goes to Seattle and he's, he's tearing it up again. You know, so you're like, okay, uh, is it a system problem too? I mean, is this something we got to look into? I think that probably is something I that they so. have to do with because they've been playing the exact same game since 2017. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it worked It worked, it worked back, back then. then, yeah. It'll work seven years later, too. Nothing ever changes. No. Except yeah. except everything changes. Yeah. yeah it's, That's a good song by Stained. Everything changes. <laughs> As done by Creed. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that wasn't Stained, but okay. Um, I'm looking at the just the, the roster right now, and there's like, I don't even see any trade candidates. On this roster, I mean, the only one is Riley injured. Smith. Oh, Jake Gensel. Well, yeah. I, so apparently, hear, the rumor will correct ourselves from last week. It does sound like you can trade players that are on injured reserve. It sounds like oh, so. Okay. Might not work in fantasy hockey leagues, but it does work in the <laughs> NHL, <laughs> which I just learned <laughs> over this last week. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we're in the spot where. Basically, the the mid twenty tens Detroit Red Wings were where they had, you know these these older star players that are still hanging on for a couple of more years, but they're past their expiration date. You got, uh, you know, a couple of young guys, but they're they're hit and miss. Uh, you got really no assets down in the minor leagues to to do yeah. anything with. There's no pipeline to speak of, uh, you know. So just take a look at basically the the Red Wings from what 2013 on and you can pretty much see the trajectory of where the penguins are headed yeah i was gonna say chicago blackhawks i mean yeah until they got bedard yeah and not even still i like the detroit red wings reference right. though because that team really did try very hard to sustain a long period of continuing to go to the playoffs because they were going from like 1987 on yeah 
and and that lasted until like about what 2013 or so. Yeah, they had like 20 years of sustained yeah, somewhere around I think there. That's yeah. almost yeah. pushing 30. Yeah, like it's it's crazy, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's very hard to do that in this in this league. That's uh, something that's been proven as this team just continues to face their challenges day in and day out. So. Yeah, this is going to be ugly, and hey, we're going to probably experience Jake Gensel getting moved too. Like, if if he doesn't get moved, then it's probably a bad decision. It's it's that's the real facts about it at this point. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you can hope for is that for him to like come back and sign a contract on the cheap. But like, I I don't know if you really want. Why why would he want to do that? Yeah, he's got to go get twenty eight, twenty nine. He wants to get paid. He wants to try to actually compete. Still, I, I, I don't. Take him as the kind of guy that's okay with being on a team on the outside consistently. So where do we think are some trade candidates for him to go to if we had to take a guess? Because I've seen the internet running wild uh, with Edmonton and Colorado. Yeah. Some other Western teams mostly. I I mean, I think with uh, Nechuskin still out, I think Colorado would probably make a pretty good push for him, uh, you know, because we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, I know from a fantasy perspective, at least, you know, uh, he was really pitching in good there for a while. They probably missed that production up top. I feel like he plays a very similar game, actually, to that. They could probably slide him right into that role that Nachuskin was playing, uh, like on the power play and everything. Yeah. And and fit right in. Right. He could be a very lethal, you know, I could could root for that because then there's some good defensive team, like, they got some good young players that they could probably part with. Yeah. I don't think that they would give up Bo Byram, but I don't think so. That'd be not for Jake Gensel. That'd be I, hey, that's a I, optimistic I don't dream think I right would, there. yeah. Cuz I mean, who they have obviously they have Kale McCarr, but I love him that their next youngest defenseman is probably like Sam Gerard. Sam Gerard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's my age, 27, 28. So, I mean, not old, but I don't know. I feel like he's been kind of injury prone. So mm-hmm. I just feel like, I mean, maybe you, ha- you have a Brian Dumoulin situation there with, I mean, he has a little bit more offense, but I don't know. But I was thinking maybe um, like LA or Winnipeg. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody that's like above us in the standings, which isn't going to be hard at this point. It's it's getting but easier it's, to find teams above us in the standings. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Most of them. Yeah, I mean, take your pick, but, I mean, who's really going to be willing to give it up? I mean, what if Edmonton gives up Broberg? Is that his name, that young that defenseman? defenseman? Yeah. Or, or the one that, I mean, the one that's playing in the NHL? I don't think Broberg played much here. Or are you thinking of Evan Bouchard? No, definitely not Evan okay. Bouchard. They're definitely not giving. Make sure. They're yeah. definitely not giving up Evan Bouchard. That'd I be mean, like yeah, me asking they, if they Colorado might. would give up Kill McCarr. Right? Yeah, they might. I don't know though. I, I I don't even know who LA would really be able to give up. They kind of traded all their players all their to Winnipeg. Players, yeah. Almost you almost want like that kind of trade that like LA got for LA gave for Pierre Luc Dubois. Mm. Yeah. Right. Roster yeah. player. Younger prospect that's kind of been on the teetering edge in the Gabe Velarde. So they had got Alex Iafalo from L.A., Gabe Velarde. Both are in the L.A. or the, in the Winnipeg lineup now, mm-hmm. and picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's those are the things we need: younger players and picks. And that's just it. <laughs> it can be any younger player and pick. I mean, I mean, at this point, Basically. I keep saying it, but at this point, yeah, I mean. Just to bring in change. We're, yeah, we're already kind of we're already on the outside looking in significantly. So, I, I mean, it might as well. Mean, it doesn't. Might as well try and get that top ten protected pick, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, they again. We are way more than just one move away from being okay again. Yeah. So I, even just a first round playoff team, I'd think. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's not good. Womp womp. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, just really the perfect storm of this year has been, uh, it, 
Unbelievable, really. I mean, like, everybody regressing at the same time. Uh, the people that we've picked up, you know, the Riley Smiths, the Eric Carlson's, not really living up to that full expectation. Uh, it, and, again, just the, the, the playing style mm-hmm. has not changed. Or if it has changed, you know, these players are so ingrained in that that they, you know, they might do well. Like in the case of that Winnipeg game where they shut out Winnipeg, like okay, like, right, great, yeah. like we're looking good, and then the next couple of games we just fall right back into that hole again. Uh, it, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, right? Yep. Uh, you know, as the saying goes, and right. really that is a one. Uh, the biggest Penguins issue right now is that they just they can't get out of the past. I will say in our uh, in one of our preview episodes where we went uh, very negative on everything to try and just you know present the worst case scenario for everybody. We did mention, and it was something Yarmir Yager even said too. Uh, these players on the power play just all respect each other so much, much that they don't want to get they don't want to step on each other's toes. And somebody needs to be the alpha dog in that mix and shoot the puck, fire it on net. And maybe you're going to piss off a teammate or two for not passing, but we cannot continue to watch this pissing around at the puck at the perimeter. Too many of the same type of players. Every episode we have talked about this. That's like almost like a coaching kind of a thing at this point, though. I I really do because like these are the players that are just going to like they they do their own thing, but they're also uh, in a situation like that they're going to follow. I feel like the structure that a coach has set up, and when the coach is still stuck in two thousand. Nine to 2017 I mean it's it's hard to for them to like you were saying to do adapt to to what it should be today and plus there's seven years of footage out there for all these younger yeah. kids that have been growing up and watching say, and idolizing these exactly. players that they, they, they know how to it's stop it they know what's coming against. yeah and, they've been thinking like oh I, I this is how I would stop Sid I'd throw the stick out here or you know this is how I'd stop Malkin like, these kids are definitely thinking it. Like, and, and there definitely is a thing such as, you know, having too many cooks in the kitchen, as it were, right? It, too many right. of the same type of player, too many offensive players where, you know, they're, they're all playing the same way, they have the same mentality, and, you know, like you said, Cody, no one wants to really step on anyone's toes or anything like that. Uh, it, really, there needs to be a balance, and there is just no balance. I, I honestly think that the second power play unit – has more balance because you see someone like a Lars Eller go into the net. You see, you know, Jeff Carter, you know, for all of his warts. And, you know, I am definitely not a Jeff Carter stand anymore. Uh, But somebody who doesn't mind taking the body, you know, staying in front of the net, creating some traffic. There's none of that on that first power play. It's perimeter play, like we said. So Yeah, you need that kind of like Patrick Hornquist type of player. But, I mean, where where do you find that today? I mean, unless you you have it in your system – we haven't Drafted. had a Patrick Hornquist player since Patrick Hornquist. Right. And ironically, probably the most Patrick Hornquist player is probably Jeff Carter or Lars Eller. Right. And either of those two are probably your most Patrick Hornquist-like players. Not ideal. Yeah, yeah that is sad, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people aren't even willing to really throw the body around on this team. Not really. Outside of Noel uh, Chari. Yeah, right. And and just like in the, just like the old days, too, where, like, these guys, Young guys are the, our captains and leaders. Of the, our core group was young. They, they were a little bit hot-headed, and you wanted somebody to stand up and kind of, like, you know, be a little bit more of a take, badass right. and, like, you know, take some names. And, you know, not to be preaching the grit, grit, grit crowd, bring Ryan Reeves in again type of crowd, but uh, you got to have somebody who's going to come in and defend him that's not Sidney Crosby. Like, whenever, like, a big hit happens that you don't like or – Florida shoots a goal and puck into your net after the whistle. Like you, you got to have somebody who's going to take exception to this stuff. Like, you got to have that Kristoff Olywell kind of player. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know who's been that probably this season, <laughs> Marcus Pedersen. Yeah, <laughs> right, Marcus Pedersen, who's not that player. Sid. He's not Kristoff Olywell. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Sid, and I mean we've seen it from Nolachari, but I mean when when Nolachari is in, he's playing what? eight minutes a night. I don't think he's seen more than maybe ten minutes. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you, you need, again, you, you need like a Tom Wilson, Patrick Cornquist. You need those kinds of players. And 
for the last number of drafts, we haven't found anybody like that. I mean, like you just said, it's been since Patrick Hornquist that we've had somebody like that. And maybe we could do it with Sam Poulan if we start giving him the Tom Wilson diet of making him drink his own pee on the bench <laughs> instead of water. That's true. I mean, the, Dave K is going to love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he definitely will. <laughs> I don't have much beyond that. <laughs> That's usually the segment of the show where then we try and change the topics around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So speaking of Cam and you and some other presences of, uh, you know, reasons why you're here, okay. you also were the – commissioner of the camo hockey league which was uh (laughs) directed by uh which was done at the high school as well oh yeah back in 2010 oh how could i forget uh oh man i i I, that kind of goes back to 2009 so just for the listeners too real quick that uh it was played on the old (laughs) tennis courts which are now destroyed it's now just a field it's just a giant parking lot Mm -hmm. yeah and these tennis courts were very damaged and broken in a lot of different places so they needed it needed to be destroyed but we decided well you camden decided hey let's get all sorts of kids to to run around on this unsafe place (laughs) and level each other and not just run Wheel. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. you were yes. you were also a member. <laughs> yes. Unsafely, I would say. Yeah. And there were some people who tried to use, you know, rollerblades, too. And they found out very quickly that hitting a rut in that tennis court was not a good plan in oh, rollerblades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just wonderful stuff. But really, that started back in 2009. I have to give a shout out uh, to, to Dick Pilato, uh, who was a part of our journalism group. And uh, he wanted to create a pickup deck hockey league back in uh, our junior year. So uh, he, he got it together. Uh, we had a couple of teams. And uh, I, I really loved the idea. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to bring it back for a second year. But I, I you know, Dick Pilato was no longer around. He had graduated. I'm like, well, I can't use his name. I guess I'll just call it the Camo Hockey League, whatever. So CHL it was. And uh, yeah, we had a we had an interesting run there for sure. Uh, some some interesting characters in that league. Uh, probably a lot of a lot of things that that uh, you know should have resulted in people going to the hospital and didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many stories about it. I don't even know where to begin on that one. People going to the hospital and and because they needed to as well. <laughs> there is also that too. I remember that. Uh, it, it, do you remember who RJ? Thomas leveled behind the net. Yeah, I don't even want to mention his name, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he was one of the biggest biggest guys in the league for sure, and, I mean, he, he played with reckless abandon, kind of a Tom Wilson style. Also a, so. also a football player. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, he was the WPIAL. He was one of the leading rushers or whatever. I mean, yeah. he, was a, he was a big guy. Yeah, he was a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he took a slap shot, too, is like a golf swing, I stopped him him a few times when I played that. I I have a comment about that, (laughs) uh, actually, when we get to our Remember When segment. All right. All right. (laughs) I mean, hey. I don't know where we at. Are we? I mean, we can can do Remember When. Something a little bit. Yeah. Nev, did you did you work up us work us up or remember when today? I, I got one, yeah. yeah. But do we want to let Cam go first? Yeah, no, no. You you introduced the All remember right. when segment, <laughs> right. so. so it's always fun whenever you start giggling about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Where did it go? Oh. Oh. I guess Cam is gonna have to go. What the hell? <laughs> All right. Do you remember when? I thought you were gonna have a song queued up for this. <laughs> oh, well, that's Cody's own song. <laughs> they used to sing. Okay, there we go. Oh, uh, you found it. Okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was much lower on this list than it was. Okay. Are you good? Yeah, bro. Okay, well, I barely heard it. So, all right. Do you remember when, in 1965, American comic actress stabbed her ex-husband to death, Faye DeWitt? I don't necessarily know who that is, but she was an actress. Nah, I remember her. Husband to death. 
with a, a letter opener. Wow. Yeah. Was it in the, uh, which room was it in? Uh, Sounds like a game of Clue. I don't know. It doesn't say. It does. It does. Stab with Maybe the mail letter in the pick a card in the ballroom. All right, that works. I was gonna say something with a B as well, so that works. Close enough. Room full of balls. That that can work. If that's what she's into, maybe maybe she would like it. I don't know. I I gotta remember when. Oh, Go for it. As I I watched a Netflix special on on the on the Boston Marathon bombing. <laughs> Did you actually remember that there was a shootout like a couple of days later in Watertown with them? Like, yeah, with the one, yeah, yeah. Well, there was, but they were both there, and then they were had like bombs that they were throwing at the cops. Mm-hmm. That is explosive news. Yeah, well, yeah, it's explosive news. Eleven years later. <laughs> But, but yeah, I guess it is explosive. Uh, and yeah, I just didn't even, like, I knew that they found the one in the boat. And I remember that it coming to an end, but I just, I don't remember hearing about the, the you know, the, the big old shootout with all the cops and it, uh, it, they just kind of kept like lingering around. Yeah. If I heard that, I very quickly forgot it because I, that, yeah. that doesn't seem familiar to me. I mean, it might have been a Netflix dramatiz- drama- dramatization, whatever the fucking word is. That's that's right. That's a good there word. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then I looked it up, and it said it was there. It's, at least that's what Wikipedia says. Someone might have edited it. But, but no, that never happens on Wikipedia. What? Never, ever. That's totally <laughs> the, the truest source of all information, right? But, yeah. Uh, it was funny, though. There's just this one cop guy on the show. He was fucking hysterical. He's just like, oh, I was ready to go ahead and blast this dude. And I was like, he's basically as Boston as it gets. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do a Boston accent, so I made him Yinzer. But that's, you know. It, it, it's that, more relatable to the show anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it, just, it just felt like it's some, like we somebody we would see down at the, at the, pants down, and the at. Str- down the street. <laughs> oh, and at Pants and at. <laughs> Any of these officers, so yeah, I did. I did not remember that. So hmm. I now, did. You and you guys did not either. So no. cool. No. All right. So what we got here for? Let's do it. Remember Let's when, it. Cam? Oh God. Okay. So uh, I don't really know how I can follow up uh, someone stabbing their their husband to death yeah, and uh, and throwing bombs and stuff. Uh, but circling back to the CHL, uh, I, I got a little story about, uh, it actually involves Cody a little bit. So Uh circling, circling completely back. So the very beginning of the season, we hold a draft, uh, just to kind of set the, set the tone here. Uh, I think I had the second pick in the draft or something like that. And Dylan Marginari, uh, former Hershey bear, uh, he he gets picked first overall uh, by the Chick Felicios or, or whatever they were called, right? Um, it, which was a no brainer because you know he was super good. Uh, I decide that I'm going to go the route of making my team an absolute menace to society, right? Because uh, we were called the Maulers, and I just wanted to to f shit up for for absolute sure. So <laughs> I decide that I'm going to draft this kid named James Rico. Now, Rico used to be in, you know, uh, various hockey leagues and things, and he actually got thrown out of a hockey league uh, for too many penalty minutes. I I think he he played three games and he racked up close to 100 penalty minutes in three games uh, because he just kept fighting people. And I mean, there were game misconducts everywhere. So anyway, I'm like, that's the kind of tone that I want to set for this team. So I get him in there. And then I wound up in a later round, I drafted uh, Derek Tchaikovsky. So they were both two really good defensemen. But, uh, and of course, Rico had, you know, that, that wild side to him. So he was always a wild card. We, uh, a couple days before the season started, we devised a trick play. Uh, and it involved the three of us. And so we get to game day and we're playing... I, I can't even say it on on. <laughs> we're playing your team, okay? I'm not even uh, gonna say the name. Yeah, okay? we probably shouldn't <laughs> say okay. that name. <laughs> Very tense topics. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
That did not age great. Did, so no, it I did not. I definitely want to know off mic. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's a good name, but it's one that we're not going to mention. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, uh, so we're playing Cody's team. Cody is goaltender, right? And the plan that I had devised with Rico is uh, Derek is going to get the puck and he's going to get it to me on the left wing wall. And I use the term wall loosely because there was no wall there. It was right. just open crack tennis court, right? But stand on the left wing, wing wall. I'll take the pass, get it up to Rico, and then I'm going to follow him in to, to the goaltender. So this is exactly what happened. Derek gets it in the corner. I yell, play, play, play. Rico takes off. Derek gives me a perfect tape-to-tape pass. I one-time it up to Rico. Rico's streaming toward the goal. Now, the the penultimate part of this play was because there were very few rules in this league, you were allowed to bowl over the goaltender. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) So Rico comes in and smashes into Mr. Cody Gray, drops the puck back to me, and I sneak it past his pad for (laughs) the very first goal in camo hockey league history. And that's the story. I didn't know that. You remember that? I didn't know that running the goalies was a rule that was allowed. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have used that more often. (laughs) You would have just started stiff arming bitches. I mean, if I would have known that that was a rule. So, no, I did not remember that that was a rule. And I did not remember that because I probably was also concussed from that. You were not happy because I did the OV leap and everything too. Like I was, I was a bit of a douchebag back then. So, uh, you know, that really shouldn't surprise anybody. But yeah, that was uh, that was that. But I just, I was thinking about you know the the CHL days the other day, and I'm like, wow, I remember like setting up that fantastic play, and it's only a fantastic play if you have absolutely zero rules in your league, uh, which we did. So, yeah, but, but that's that's my remember one. It doesn't involve killing anybody except Cody's brain cells. Say, just brain cells. <laughs> We're all right with that around here. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that probably explains at least one of, like, 12 concussions then. <laughs> Either that or I just blacked out because I was so mad and I just wanted to kill you at that point. You, you may have. Yes. I, <laughs> it's all just a yes. You didn't talk to me for a while. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> Oops. Uh, oh well, you don't run the goalies. <laughs> like so, Otherwise, I would have never played net. <laughs> uh, that's why we had trouble finding people to yeah, play I, net. I yeah, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Right. just throw me in net all the time. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, all right, now hit the goalie, asshole. I think that's exactly what I did. I don't remember. I, I that's exactly what I did. I eventually recruited you because I was like, I need a goalie. It can't be me. In my head, I was like, I don't want to get run over again. We're going to get a wheelchair. Good luck running that over. Yeah. yeah good luck scoring on it. And it turns out people could. People were pretty good at scoring on per- turns a person out, in a wheelchair. Turns out it's a pretty easy five hole that the yeah. wheelchair creates. Well, I tried to turn sideways so that way you couldn't shoot through the wheel. Except but, then but you then could then shoot I, through it, the yeah. two wheels. Well, there's, yeah, but I, I, I have pretty mobile legs now. <laughs> They, they work a lot for somebody that's in a wheelchair. Didn't you wind up getting Victor Nichols at some point, or was that a different team? No, I did. I did yeah. end up getting Victor. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that name. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there was no truck in that guy. Oh, my goodness. What a tank as well. Yeah, yeah. He's a good time. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that big Vic. Uh, he might listen to the show. I don't know. Hey, Vic. What's up, buddy? If, if you do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know where I think... Well, other than like Tyler's wedding, you know where I'd like to see Victor Nichols at? It's our favorite place to get a fish sandwich at, of course. Badges Bar. Badges Bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I, I made a video kind of just boasting about the fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. I go to Badges. I go to Badges Bar. That one. On Friday night to, for a fish sandwich because it was had a hankering. They you are know, a great. That, that Christian feeling i don't know i was baptized so that probably gives me a reason to like fish a good bit more it's the feel of the mercury pulsing through your veins yeah exactly yep so i did that and we got i talked about the fish sandwich and i said it's got three inches of fish like sticking out of either side of the bread it do and it comes out of the kitchen it looks exactly as i 
as I described it. Piping hot. And it, oh, piping hot and yep. delicious. Oh my God, yeah. And it can only be found at Badges Bar. Actually, there's probably a lot of places you can I mean, find I'm a sure fish sandwich. Find yeah, yeah. Uh, SMPJs is actually pretty good too, but yeah, Badges for me anyway. Badges is the number one. I mean, it's really, really good. Yeah, see, there's yeah. two people that have said yeah. this, not just me. I, yeah. I take your word for it. I have, I have to get down there for one. I don't get paid anything to say that either. I, I just say that out of love. I like to in the video. Uh, I describe the, the the fish sandwich, and uh, you know, probably like most of these people are doing ad reads with like actual pieces of paper. I'm just going from the heart. Yeah, uh, all of this is just from the heart. We don't think about any of this. And the stomach spew things out. Yeah, oh, the stomach. The stomach needs what it needs. Yep, that's it. And you can always find what you need to eat at Badges Bar, including trash cans. If yeah, the, if you're looking for a liquid diet, <laughs> there, there is that. <laughs> I, I, I don't recommend a, a purely liquid diet. No, yeah, no, that's a terrible idea. It, not at our age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll fall apart real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is an episode. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, sir. So, Nev. What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just trying. I was trying to find a, a, a big one to go out on, but I haven't found any good ones. So I got some work to do over the next week. Okay. You, you didn't use Rob Ramage and Puck Doak today. I, I, I know. Did, Shame. Did, did Trib? Trib missed them, too. I know. Like, as soon as I saw you use them, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I haven't used Puck Doak in <laughs> two months. <laughs> Today's the first time in like a month and a half that I've done Puck Doak. <laughs> I get it every. I get. I, I, I try to every, look for Rob Ramage every and once throw in a while. Him in there. I do it. I saw today with Sydney Crosby teammate. If I, I was like, all right, I can do that one pretty easily. If I can't find Rob Ramage in like three seconds, then I'm pretty much out. So much Ramage. <laughs> I got happy with the Tyler Kennedy one though. Ooh, that yeah, was, yeah. It's always nice. There's a old pig nose buddy of ours. <laughs> you think? You think? Think he'd come on the show? Uh, probably not now since you just called him Pig Nose. <laughs> you he could knows it. Out. He doesn't do any editing. <laughs> he knows it. It <laughs> uh, doesn't mean I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want to hear it. We could use a player like Pete TK. We could. Yeah. We could use a player this... like Mike Zigamanis. No, because that uh, means Craig Craig Adams as well, uh, which means going like seventy five games without a goal. Yeah. Also, and we pretty much have that already. I was going to say Jeff Carter can still take a mean face off, and he provides just as about as much offense as Mike Zigamanis did. So we already pretty much got him. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do have our Mike. All right, check mark. Mike Zigamanis on the team. Jeff Carter got it. Who literally can't skate, but it's fine. <laughs> Well, I don't think Mike Zigamanis could either. Yeah, he could skate to the bench after he took the draw. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that. From the defensive zone, though. Correct. He, he oh, never in the offensive yeah. zone. Second period? Nope. You're long change? No. Yep. You're staying on the bench all period, bud. Uh, they, so who all have we said that they could use today? Kristoff Oliwa? I think they could use Konstantin Koltsov, too. I think Konstantin Koltsov would kind of fit right into this current team of, of disappointing offensive players. Perfect. Let's bring it. Luka right. Caputi. Luka Caputi. He scored, a, he scored a goal in his first shot in his first shift. And then he went back down to the A, and that was it. Hey, he helped us land Martin Skula. <laughs> Somehow he's still in the league. <laughs> Who? Isn't he still in the league? Really? Really? Martin, Martin Skula. No, I there's like no way God's like green he's earth. in St. Louis. Though. Really? He'd be like 43. No, you're thinking of Marco Scandella. Scandella, okay. <laughs> not, Close. Not, yeah. <laughs> Martin Skula. That's the first syllable in the last he, one. He, he, yeah. He's pulling a telly ass and playing to 48. <laughs> I just let it happen. It's all right. Yeah. At least yeah. did. Yeah, well, he's an alien. He's the yeah. only one who can stay. Okay, I, I do have a I do have a politics question for you. Oh no! So, ready for this? Glad so, we have the same reaction. It, <laughs> Nevin, 
Nevin, I always like to ask Nevin, like, if we ever want to talk about Democrats being evil, and he usually says no. <laughs> I, I usually I, just say, all right, well, it's been a good show, and then... But I would ask take you... Take my headphones off. How come Republicans promise what the common man wants, and then never give anything to the common man? <laughs> Listen, listen. Is, is that actually like in the Republican guidelines? Well, listen, as is, uh, is the chairman of the Westmoreland County Young Republicans, I do not condone that statement. <laughs> However, I will say that overall, uh, politics in this country is definitely broken. Uh, it's so divisive right now, uh, and it really has been. Uh, my God, since 2015, 2016, uh, and even before that, you know, people who didn't like Obama and all of that, you know, they, there's people who just didn't even give him a chance, you know, from the get go. And, you know, I, I just, I, I look at, I look at politics today and it just seems like no matter what people do, no matter what people say, uh, it, particularly the candidates, it, the the lines are drawn so definitively. There's very few people who are in the middle. Uh, I like to consider myself an open thinker uh, in that way, and uh, I just I, I pray that you know we we don't have a, a repeat of 2020. Uh, I think that election was ridiculous, and the people who were running were ridiculous. And I, I'm really hoping that we don't have the same two candidates going into November. But uh, you know, it is what it is. There's so much. Honestly, at the local level and at the state level, that affects you more on a day-to-day basis, and that's what I like to try to focus on. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's a, it's a good thing. This is why I rip on both sides, Nevin. See, I'm not just always calling the Democrats evil. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do politics like that. I just keep them to myself. Nobody needs to know. Well, okay. Well, uh, hey, it provided some content, didn't it? It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I, but no, I do agree I mean, that. Uh, luckily for you, Cam, or I guess luckily for us, Cam was on this side. I couldn't just leave during that. <laughs> <laughs> that might have gotten us more views. I though. have control of the door over here. <laughs> you can't go can't anywhere. Get the wheelchair yeah. past. Yeah. yeah, he's got his actually. He's got his wheels locked in over here. You can't see it on the camera up there, but yeah, oh, he's not so going anywhere. anywhere. We have him bolted to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> be here all week guys every podcast coming from the local studio you'll see me on send or dash i will say too uh jordan who does run the studio he did a little thing with project 18 i saw too so yeah, when we were nice. talking about the local politics and stuff so yeah. i did want to give that a little quick shout out too because yeah. that is still a, a, a good important class that should be yeah. there's the one important class that Hempfield actually had available to us. Well, there's probably some other ones too, but that was like the only one I took. Yeah, it, it, it was fantastic and it still remains fantastic. Uh, you know, you have a, a lot of uh, the younger generation nowadays that just does not know anything about civics, local politics, national politics. Uh, they'd rather kind of stick their head in the sand or I guess in, in a phone. Uh, and that class just really kind of opens up a lot of horizons for people, uh, young people, impressionable people, people of, uh, you know, voting age, uh, just coming into their, their 18th year. So, yeah, uh, Ken Stout does a tremendous job up there and, yeah, and can't give enough props to him. Straight facts. All right. So that'll pretty much wrap us up there before. I, I started asking too many tinfoil hat questions. Oh, is, that, that's for next time. <laughs> that is, we might this, as well get, we, we got to find another guest and just get a full, <laughs> full tinfoil hat episode going. I mean, why not at this point? Yeah. Let's see what kind of conspiracies live in Nevin's mind. Ooh, actually. Yeah. I actually found a good thing on Hulu about the Skinwalker Ranch. So... Oh. There's some weird shit that goes on there for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you have Hulu, I'd definitely check it out. It's very good. I'm only like three episodes in, but wild shit. After D goes to sleep at night, that's what I'll put on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, so recap: Penguins we think are gonna suck. Gonna lose. Gonna lose tonight. And I actually don't think that. I think they will win tonight. Okay. Nev's. That makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, I do. We'll see. All right. Till, until the first half of the first period's over, 
then I'll text you and tell you I changed my mind. Yep. Bob nutting exactly as we expect. Yep, didn't expect anything different. Followed up by exactly what we expected, a PR move on their number one starting pitcher to lock him in for the long haul. But what about Paul Skeens? Is he a number one pitcher for them now? Why not have two number one pitchers? I would hope that he is because, yeah, I don't want Kevin Correa 2.0, a.k.a. Mitch Keller. Who are we talking? Who are we we kidding? Paul Skeens is going to make, like, as soon as his rookie contract's up, he's going to go sign for Steven Strasburg money. Oh, yeah. Oh, why not? I would. And we remembered when. We did. (laughs) We remembered when on a lot of things. So, all right. (laughs) This is Yin Center. Attempted murder in the hockey league, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is Cien Center, and uh, as always, Lego pins. Let's, let's, let's make it through the pain pins. Don't let's read Jake Gensel. Lego pins. I'm going to be really hurt when we trade Jake Gensel. We'll save sad times for those sad times. Yeah, not yet. Lego, Lego pins. Lego pins. <laughs>